this week the fun thing was discovering that this street becomes a wind tunnel when it was really yep. really windy and the yep. other night like i couldn't sleep because i just heard whistling all night <laughs> oh, long wow. my roommate said it sounded to her it sounded like the apartment was gonna blow away and i was like yeah we were under like some heavy wind advisory warnings wow. so yeah. it all worked out fine it was just loud <laughs> Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about It's a Good Place, a weekly comedy on NBC by Mike Schur. We're in our fourth season, and episode four is what we're going to be going over tonight. Tinker Taylor Demon Spy is what it's called. So I am Andrew Pontius, and let me introduce my co-conspirators, Javier Matusevich. Hello. Hi, friends. And Rachel Adaman, greetings. Hi, everyone. And Sarah Gardner will not be joining us tonight, unfortunately, especially unfortunately because of some of the things we learn in this episode, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So first, let's have a bit of a recap of the episode, and hopefully we can get really quick with this. So Team Cockroach, not us Team Cockroach, but the Team Cockroach in the show, have been having troubles with the exercises they've been trying to put the experimental humans through, including creating a literal bad horse, which... As far as I'm concerned, is a Dr. Harville reference, but there you go. So they try to figure out what to do about this and then get that mysterious visitor we saw at the end of the last mysterious traveler we saw at the end of the last episode finally shows up and it turns out to be Glenn. Called it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, did, I, I don't remember. I don't remember too much about our guessing from the last episode, so I don't remember who said what, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, certainly one of the one of the obvious possibilities. And he says that Sarah's guess over the last couple of weeks was correct, that Michael is Vicky in a Michael suit. That's very exciting. So they go back and forth trying to find a way to prove it. Michael admits to the multiple lies he's been telling over the last month. Uh, Jason turns out to be as bad an, in, an interrogator as he is at anything else. Uh, now, Michael refuses to take off his human suit because he doesn't want the team to see him as anything less than human. So they can't use that to prove that he's who he says he is. So instead, Janet creates a lie detector, but it winds up blowing up Glenn into a bunch of blue goo. Now, Michael sees this and decides to sacrifice himself using that lie detector's abilities until Jason saves the day. He has identified Janet as actually bad Janet because she didn't correct him when he called her a girl. And so they all sort of figure out all the things that were happening over the last couple of weeks were actually because Janet was trying to sabotage them, which is a really neat twist. And so that actually I'm forgetting what happens at the actual end. Oh, then, then uh, Michael and Jason decided they're going to take that very, very slow handcart back to the bad place to rescue Janet uh, while the rest of them try to hold down the fort. So that's what happens in this episode. <laughs> and I I really liked it. I, I think this is one of my favorite episodes of the show and certainly my favorite episode of this season. So what did everybody else think? I really liked it as well. Yeah, there was enough um, doubt in my mind that Michael wasn't the real Michael. So it, I feel like it worked <laughs> on a couple different levels. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't convinced that Michael wasn't the real Michael, but there was something going on. So it was an interesting episode that kept you, kept you guessing 
and seeing what what's going to what's going on with this guy. Right, and it was a total left turn from the beginning of the episode. So at the beginning of the episode, you just think that it's more of the usual, hey, how are things going? Maybe there's going to be something that they'll have to do about dealing with with all the the other humans uh, in the the medium place now. But you know, they just totally you know. We had one scene with them, and then they're all gone. That's the end of it, except for Chidi. Chidi comes back in the middle. But now it's something totally different. And and all the things that we were guessing, all the things that we've been talking about over the last couple of episodes, totally deliberate, which I really like. I really like that they, they were able to do that. So the, the human suit, or the, excuse me, the Michael suit comes back. And then we've been... We've been talking about... What else have we been talking about? Well, you know, we talked about how it was weird that everybody turned on... Eleanor. Yeah, we kept talking about how Janet didn't seem quite right, and we just kind of yep. attributed it yep. to the stress of the Janet yeah. babies. But right. obviously, it was something more. <laughs> well, when you when you look at her, her, I, I haven't gone back to the other episodes, but I, I when I uh, watched a couple of minutes of, of this episode again, it's just so obvious that um, and I'm forgetting her name. Who is the the actress who plays Janet? Uh, Darcy Carden. Darcy. Carden, yeah. She's just doing such a great job of both portraying Janet as being real Janet, but just really, really stressed and overworked and totally bad Janet, trying to keep it together, trying to play Janet when she really just can't. She just can't play someone as impassive and and good as Janet is. And, you know, you can see it in some stuff as, as simple as, um, you know, in that first scene with everybody Janet's really mean in a way that she isn't normally like, you know, she's calling time on Chidi and she's just doing all this stuff. And you think, wow, you know, she's really kind of being, being a bit of a, of a jerk there. And then, you know, it all comes together. I just, I just really loved it. And I do think that it, at the time it was justified to see her calling time on Chidi because it felt like they're playing the game of stressing Chidi. And right, right. There's an alternate explanation, but it's also... Yeah, <laughs> it's a double turns out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of easy to write it off with the stress and Janet becoming more human. So you kind of go with the, oh, well, she's becoming more human, so she's behaving more like a human would in these situations. Like if they it had switched her in the first season or halfway through the second, I felt like it would have been more obvious. I did find it pretty strange that we have the full description of how Janet killed the the drone horse. That should have been a giveaway. Oh yeah. Oh oh so oh yeah definitely definitely watching that again. I'm like oh yeah that's what they're doing there. Oh and it was also really funny. Oh, <laughs> just great stuff. Yeah yeah. She is just such a great actress. Well, and it shows when this show is firing on all cylinders, again, it's both, it, it's, you know, I think I I probably talked about it before, you know, it's at least three levels going on, right? There's the, the, the humor that makes us all laugh. And then there's the surface level stuff that sort of makes sense, but there's something you're really kind of worried about. And then there's what's actually going on underneath. And it's when all of those three things work together to, it's just, it's just great. I just, that's what I really like about the, the show. So and then, and then uh, Jason is the one who saves them, right? And even Michael even calls that out at the end of the episode. That, oh my God, I was saved by Jason noticing this lack of a phrase. And, yeah. yeah, and you can see how the writers planted the whole situation from the beginning. He's the one who notices the handcuffs and then 
he gives a hug to to Janet and he's being attentive of the crap that uh, Derek has because because of his suspicion so he's naturally suspicion of, of uh, the handcuffs and then he finally figures everything out with something that makes sense in the context of the show so it's believable when I, it, I, I did try to find that in sort of second viewing the handcuffs from Derek I think Derek said they make him they made him feel sort of funny like they weren't specifically called out as being something that would remove your disguise they're, they're magnet handcuffs magnet, okay. and I think we've seen something about magnets affecting Janet's oh, before yeah. okay. in one of the earlier seasons which is okay. why he being kind of a Janet gets distorted or high on the magnets okay all right well why don't we why don't we kind of go through um maybe it you know more or less scene by scene and see see what happens um so we get that pictionary scene at the beginning and again that's where we're the only time we see the other the other humans involved in this and they're it's i guess it's a, a exercise to sort of show get the, the humans to know each other better but also a way to show um i guess what their weaknesses are what, what do people think of that first scene I thought it worked. It was kind of funny, but it was interesting to see them interacting. We see Brent still kind of a jerk in the couple minutes we saw him. Calls Cheedy Chippy. He can't just can't get things together. That Brent and see you know Jian Yu getting in with the group. I liked their T-shirts too. Their team T-shirts. Yeah, and Simone calls. Brent out on something he said. I can't remember exactly why, but uh, he called Chidi brother, and she was like, "Oh uh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no!" <laughs> yeah, that's the only time we've seen her in the last two episodes, I guess. Um, since the, the, I think maybe the first part of uh, Girl from Arizona. So it was nice to see her again, even for just a short time. But she's not really doing all that much in this, yeah, in this no. episode. It's most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Chidi got to draw the really bad horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looked more like a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> and then Janet makes it as is, right? Which is part of her sabotaging things. And of course that Chidi is going to be bad at drawing under pressure. It's just Chidi at the maximum. <laughs> well, we get that scene from him later. I'm going to jump around a little bit. But that scene from with Chidi later where he's trying to improve and from what we know of him from other seasons, him pushing himself to try to improve is not actually the way for him to improve exactly. The way for him to improve is for him to stop what, like, stop. Well, I guess the way, the thing that was wrong with him before was that he couldn't make a decision. And that, that's not really what they're stressing in this, in this, uh, in this season. It was mostly just a way for, for Eleanor to kind of get her, her group back, get her moment <laughs> of relax. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so they're they're sort of wondering what to the next scene, and they have a bunch of scenes in the mini Saint Clair place, and trying to figure out what's wrong. And then Glenn arrives, and I did like there was sort of Glenn showing up as this mysterious hooded stranger, and then you know he comes out and they're like show yourself, and he's having trouble getting the hood off because it gets stuck in his glasses. So that felt like an appropriate way of of introducing Glenn. Glenn's always been my favorite demon, so it was kind of fun <laughs> yeah. to see him in <laughs> yeah. this. <laughs> little role yeah and we saw we saw michael being 
casual and trying to relax and saying that they should take take a break and it felt so obvious that they were going to try to make it seem like he's not really the real <laughs> Michael. Right. It was too lampshaded versus the stuff with Janet that was obvious at the end, but not clear at the beginning. Yeah, I do have to say, I, I was pretty much never in doubt that it was um, that it was the real Michael, because again, what we've seen in the last couple of episodes was was definitely someone who could only have been a good person like Michael doing what he did. So the the the, the suspense for me was whether something else was going on or any, or anyone was going to believe him or anything else that was going to happen. Yeah. I still loved it, but um, it was sort of funny that like, of course he would just say that they should relax for a little bit. That's totally a Michael thing just mm -hmm. to have happen. So, but yeah, they had some fun pushing it back and forth with that, especially with the lies. Cause that was really, and again, kind of jumping ahead, but the, the fact that we got him to admit that he lied about, um, not having, well, he, he, he omitted that he found out about the Michael suit, which we knew about. And then he lied about telling Eleanor that he gave up leadership so that she could shine, which I, I think I had mentioned at one point that, Hey, that, that you know, that was a contradiction. Of course, she now shown to be a, a deliberate lie. And then of course he lied about lying and going to get him in trouble. So I thought I just really loved all that because then that did make it something real, right? Michael was still lying to them at some points in order to try to help things along, and people people saw it as a bit of a betrayal. And I I, I just liked that that was something real that they were going back and forth, but it wasn't just all something made up. Yeah, and I feel like our characters should have realized that Michael was capable of lying, even if he's not. A demon, uh, a bad demon, I mean, <laughs> because uh, if the call happened in which they call Michael and tell him that they're going to use a Michael suit and then he didn't tell him, he's not going to be swapped for a couple of episodes. So he still didn't tell them the real Michael. So that was beyond the question, really. Right. Right. No, I was thinking that too, that, that, yeah, the swap would have happened after that. So that was just Michael betraying them. Yeah. Yeah. People didn't really think that through. Yeah. <laughs> I I was always about like 90 to 95% certain it was the real Michael, but there was like just enough doubt that I was like, are they actually going to go there? <laughs> well, we did get a few minutes when Glenn was saying, was talking about when he had uh, been introduced to, actually, no, he made, he made the Michael suit and he was uh, showing it off to Sean yeah. that we got uh, Vicky back and we haven't seen that actress for a long time. And, and uh, I did look up her name, Tia Sirkar, I guess is her name. And I just always loved, I always loved her. So we got a couple of minutes of, of her being uh, uh, sort of traditional uh, uh, evil. Vicky, <laughs> evil, evil Vicky, which is great. I love that. Um, and then of course, Michael pretending that he's being Vicky, pretending that she's being shot, being Michael. Um, but then, so I guess the point of that was, and so I thought in the middle of this was Glenn the spy, right? Was he giving them a lie in order to make them do something bad? But then I guess by the end, what we seem to find out is that Glenn was there for real. Yeah. He had been misled by seeing the Michael suit or making the Michael suit 
um, but not seeing the actual exchange on the train. So he was guessing about what happened on the train instead of instead of knowing it for certain. It's a bit weird that he didn't know the plan, but given that he's capable of defecting, then that shows that they probably shouldn't trust in him a lot anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, they, the bad place has constantly put down Glenn and told Glenn <laughs> he's an idiot and all sorts of those things over and over again. So it's yep. not really that surprising they wouldn't share the entire plan with him. Yeah. yeah. Shut up, Glenn, is a constant refrain. They even told the even had to tell the goo to shut up. <laughs> so it's kind of neat that we get Glenn. Glenn, yeah, like you know, Michael kind of defected, and now we've got Glenn defecting. It's sort of an interesting, interesting pattern. Yeah, except that they're taking Glenn or the goo of Glenn. They're taking him on the train, so it seems like they're going to swap him or something. Which is they're going to put him. Oh, oh, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, and then what are they going to do with Bad Janet? Bad Janet's going to stay with it. Ooh, so Bad Janet is going to be the only Janet they have for a little while. Yeah, I was that, wondering that what they were going to do about that. <laughs> like, do yeah. they turn Derek into Janet? Uh. <laughs> that could be an interesting. And they're also going to have to explain where Jianyu went to the other humans. Yeah. Um, well, and also like, Janet was supposed to be maintaining the the new good place but if she's in the bad place and she's marbleized she really be maintaining it so is bad janet maintaining the good place i guess she, i don't know if they're going to worry about it it's, it's not really that big of a deal but combination um, of derek and bad janet maintaining the <laughs> oh good place <laughs> derek with all his toys yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how they handle that next time around if they, if they even worry about it and they might not but uh but they've shown to, to take some of the details that have come up in previous episodes and make use of them. So we'll see. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to play the game again of uh, repeating these story arcs. And given that they love to do that, maybe they, they would use the Michael suit for actually swapping Michael at the end and having a aha moment like in the first season. Just an idea. <laughs> well, it also occurs to me if Glenn can make suits that look like other human suits, he could make the good people a suit for them to impersonate one of the other demons. That's that's going maybe that's a reach, but yeah. I would love to see like someone, you know, like Michael be wearing a Sean suit and and be able to to do something to to disrupt the bad folks. That and we'll see. Put Eleanor in a Vicky suit. <laughs> a little uh, parallel yeah. with real Eleanor yeah. and Vicky from season one. So I think we've gotten kind of astray in terms of the scenes, but the next the big scene, I think, is one of the next big scenes is the bedroom scene with uh, where they put uh, Michael in the in Mindy's bedroom, I guess, and then Derek shows up, and it's great to see Derek again, and, and only in small doses. I actually <laughs> like yeah. seeing Derek in small doses. But I guess he's been rebooted and he kind of said, well, I'm a better person now. I, I let go of my... Uh, jealousy? Uh, of my jealousy and that sort of thing. So, and you know, that's kind of all we get. We, him talking about the sex toys and then and then leaving again, which is which is enough, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Plenty. What was the last one he said? Uh, oh, chime, chime time. Was the chime last time. Yeah. Pop back so to get that weird egg beater thingy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure I want to know what that toy is for. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense story wise, right? Because they need to have they need to have the the handcuffs. They need to have the magnetic handcuffs for the sake of yeah. Mad Janet. 
So they needed to introduce a way to get that. So then they said, oh, hey, let's make a bunch of jokes about sex toys then. And, uh, and then, oh, that means we need Derek. So, oh, we'll put him in Mindy's room, right? So you can kind of see how that that whole scene came about. But And this is another thing, like a lot of the, the jokes in here, and we can talk about the joke machine in a bit, but it felt like these jokes were more of the organic jokes that yeah, I tend to like for sure. more than the the, the one-off uh, sitcom jokes. So, a lot of jokes where you really had to know the characters a bit to even find them find them all that funny. So I did like that a bit. I do like that. And then, uh, oh, and then the the scene. I, I think it was one of the one of the bedroom scenes where where Michael was saying, you know, hey, I'm I'm actually a, a six thousand foot tall squid, fire squid, right? Uh-huh. Um, Tentacles so, and teeth and smelly juice. Yep, lots <laughs> of juice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was funny, right? There's more more for the joke machine, but the big thing was that he didn't want them to see him yeah. as something as a monster because. He didn't, you know, he wants them to like him. He wants, he wants to be part of the group. And I really, I really liked that scene. I really liked that, uh, that moment of honesty from him. Yeah. And if I had any doubt about Michael, that kind of convinced me. They're not going to play that game unless he's really him. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the scene with Eleanor playing the architect with Chidi and enjoying the food and talking about the amazing things that humans do. It's like she's playing Michael, but also being Shellstrop. Right. Yeah, it was really, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I really like that too. And she's kind of wetting her hair down, but she really can't. But as much as she can, she's doing it. Yeah, it was a nice little scene. And then she takes all the nachos. Of course, <laughs> that's what she did. That was so funny, like seeing that giant plate of nachos when she takes it. And then the next minute she's walking to the house with a completely empty plate of nachos. <laughs> yep. It's a long, it's a long distance from the <laughs> the good place to the <laughs> yeah, right. medium place. I, I don't think it is actually. I don't actually think it is. Um, but she, but then right. So then her her decision from that point is to say, okay, we're going to reset things. You know, we really can't figure it out. We're going to reset things. Yeah. Um, and then, but then Janet gets out the the lie detector. Was that the lie detector was. Before the scene with Chidi. Oh, okay. So, okay. So the the next one is the, the Janet brings the lie detector out and, and tries it out and and um, blows up Glenn. And then, yeah. And then Michael just says, "Okay, the only way for me to really do what I need to do for for the things to continue the way they should is for me to basically kill myself, at least only for a little while, with the lie detector." And again, yeah, I really liked that scene because it was him sacrificing himself. And again, you really see that it's it's got to be him. It's got to be he wants to do the right thing, even even if it's going to hurt a lot. And uh, and I th- I think I could see that the other people in the scene they weren't necessarily going to do it in time to stop him, but they were all pretty much ready to to believe that it was the real Michael by that point in yeah. in the show. It really felt like that, which was also nice that the team was kind of getting back together again in that sense. Um, and then then Jason saves the day, so. Uh, oh, yeah. Jason. <laughs> well, he says he says something very convoluted. He says, "I, you, nothing you could say to to make you think that you're Michael, but there's something that Janet could not say to make me know that she's not not Janet, or something like that." Yeah, yeah. He just ordered the words very strangely <laughs> in that sentence. Which just props to that actor too, because you know, 
having to memorize that line and say that line couldn't have been easy. And he nailed it. He he had some of the best moments this episode, I think. Oh, he, yeah. he was, uh, that's exactly what you want me to think. And he was like, <laughs> yes, that's what, exactly what you want us to do. And yes, that's what I want you to do. Yeah. yeah, he was he was great. And he said, you know, it was like three or four times they made that joke, but it was still pretty funny the whole time because yeah. it just went all in. So we get Bad Janet revealed, and then she's willing to give some of that evil speech of evil where she says, oh, here's here's what I did. Here's, here's the plans that we had to make it all work. And then she's also making fun. That's another thing, like, they, they do Bad Janet so consistently. Like, she's basically insulting them every time even she's giving them an answer. So... Again, yep. pretty fun. Like she insults Michael, I think. She insults Eleanor. I don't know if she bothers to insult Jason. No. <laughs> no. But she does She does horrify Tahani as well. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I think I might have to go back over the, the episode with Tahani and John. Because there were a bunch of scenes with her and Tahani, Janet and Tahani. Yeah. And... I'm gonna. I, I don't remember Janet being overtly giving her bad advice, but maybe she just wasn't giving her good advice. Yeah, I think it was. You didn't realize it was bad advice because yep. it was advice yep. that sounded like it could work, and then it didn't. And you just thought, oh, well, Janet read him wrong. So, well, <laughs> at a point, she wanted to punch him. So, I would say oh, that's yeah. probably bad advice. <laughs> Consistent oh, yeah, the, the advice. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh man, I am gonna have to rewatch the first couple of episodes to see <laughs> to see all the tells. And then, yeah, and I guess that's pretty much it. Um, I really like the you know, and again, really nice scene at the very end with uh, Michael and Eleanor talking about you know, are you ready for this? Eh, probably not. Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think I think we're we're good for going to the the joke machine. Yeah. So uh, I didn't. I don't have as many notes this time around as I do normally. But uh, so I'll let I'll let everybody else kind of start us off. What did you like joke wise for this episode? I like the line that has uh, the Jason has. If you're a devil, how come you're not wearing Prada? <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Here, have a caramel <laughs> or caramel. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I liked Jason's line where he was talking about people on earth always yelling at him. You didn't pay for that. How do you plead? He's flatlining. Clear. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, Jason. <laughs> Not really joke, machine, but I really enjoyed um, Michael's expression right after Glenn blew up. And they like start to point the demon <laughs> thing at him, and he just like puts his hands up and gives you this face, like "No, don't blow me up, <laughs> too." <laughs> yeah, that was some good physical comedy with all the with all the blue goo on everybody. Yeah, vacuuming it up into <laughs> the fish tank. I like that the stage before being a demon is being a social media CEO. Oh, there was a whole bunch. There were there were a whole bunch of like a uh, whole bunch of things. Media CEO. There was other. There were a couple of other ones in there too that were. Yeah, but uh, they they all made sense except for that one. <laughs> uh, uh, scary little girl. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, okay, sure, that makes sense. And then there was another. What was another one, Michael? When they were um, when. Eleanor was telling Michael, you know, I'm going to split you guys up and, and have or have you two jokes, <laughs> one in each room. 
And Michael's like, yeah, yeah, that's what you're going to do. And and then I'm, I'm, what did he say? I'm really, I'm very disappointed with this development. Yeah. And he was saying it jokingly the first time. And then he's like, oh, you're serious. And then he says it for real. And it just <laughs> to dance right. and know, knows how to make that, knows how to do it without line. Yeah. That <laughs> and then when they were like all back in the room talking, you just hear Michael from the bedroom, like, oh. And they're like, what? And he goes, I touched the diaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh. When there were a couple of Derek lines, and I don't think I have too many of them, but the one at the end was um enjoy the enjoy the dipe life. Dipe life? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he was, you know, because they were Eleanor had the diaper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So oh, and then um uh, uh, so what was it? Gwen said something like, uh, something about pig urine. Yeah. He um, asked for a hot glass of pig urine. Pig <laughs> urine. And then later on, Eleanor was like, yeah, let's get Gwen drunk. What goes with pig urine? And Jason immediately says coconut rum. <laughs> <laughs> and one that was hysterical, but then Tahani's face, like she turns to him and it's just such a horrified expression. It's great. We didn't get enough Tahani this episode. Poor Tahani. (laughs) (laughs) She was involved, but yeah, she wasn't doing too much deliberately in this episode. Although she did notice, she did notice that Janet had turned um, against Eleanor. So that was good that she was, she was smart about that. She's horrified at getting an asymmetrical haircut. When there's one line of hers where she says, um, like something like Michael might be our friend or he might be a lying trickster. The classic Mary Kate Olsen. (laughs) And I don't even know what that means, but she said it like we should know what that means. Are they, is one of them supposed to be bad? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. One of them, one of them is always kind of bad in some of the movies. Okay. (laughs) I guess people don't like Mary Kate Olsen. (laughs) Yeah. Well, is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then Brent at the beginning when the horse, when they got the bad horse, uh, he says, hey, do you want me to kill it? I've shot a lot of racehorses. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Brent. <laughs> Brent, right. He gets to be Brent for a little while in this episode. When Michael says, uh, well, you know, Brent's improving. He stopped saying daddy-like all the time. Yeah. Oh, Michael got to genuinely use take it sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, that was great. <sighs> I mean, then Glenn was, uh, they were telling when they were asking Glenn, you know, why are you helping us? And, you know, I think it was Tahani was helping with the interrogation, actually asking something useful, unlike Jason. And, you know, he says, she says something like, you know, you were the one who was, you were flattening penises or something. And and Glenn was like, well, one of my jobs was reinflating the penises so we could flatten them again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Jason is giving his speech of how they're going to go get Janet back. And Eleanor says... Seems like somebody has a plan. And Jason is like, dope, where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets his like 10 seconds in the sun and then he's back to being himself. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And Jason looks really good in that suit at the end when he's getting ready yeah. to go to the bad place. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they clean that actor up very well. <laughs> when so many callbacks, right? Because he was wearing that suit in the um, the other episode, which had four names in the title which I'm forgetting all their names, but all, when they had all their alias yeah. names, that was the one where he, they were on the train and he was, he was, where he was, he, was, he had the, <laughs> yeah, he was Jake and he had the, the, 
the, the briefcase and he didn't know how to use. So they took it away from him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Any, anything else? I don't think so. Hmm. Where do we think we're going to go from here? I guess is the last yeah. question. <laughs> do we go to the bad place with Michael and Jason, or are we going to stay in the medium place with the others? I think we're going to have a split episode with part in the good place and part in the bad place. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen what they do when they want to show us the bad place. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that, like not just sort of this, you know, like a big cave with lots of flames in it, but it's going to be some sort of, you know, set, which is going to remind us of something about Earth and have all the lots of other demons who are also wearing human suits because that's a lot cheaper. Um, but yeah, yeah, I suspect it'd be something like that, that uh, museum episode. We'll get something similar to that. But uh, but other than that, just no idea. I suspect there's a confrontation with with uh, Sean in our future, but I don't know what how what form that's going to take exactly. I don't know. Yeah. So again, it's a common theme. Like we don't we have some good ideas about what they might include in the episodes, but we don't know exactly where they're going to take it. Um, it. I am thinking I'm kind of more excited about that part of the episode than oh you know more trudging through painful attempts to make the humans better. Yeah, I think that this episode has shaken things up enough that it makes me more excited for the next couple episodes, whereas the last episode, I'm like, I don't know where they're going to go from <laughs> here, and I don't know if I'm excited for it. So, Yep. Yeah, me too. I kind of like the previous episode, actually. I mean, I'm a fan <laughs> of, of seeing the ways that they try to improve the characters. I don't know if I want them to trudge out the whole going to the bad place and trying to get some object or do something uh, felt to me like it's going to be more of the same but we'll see we'll see all right so let's wrap it up um thanks everybody for for being in this episode thanks uh rachel thanks everyone have a good night and thank you javier for being here thank you friends and we will see you next time